0: You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush. John Bush here with the Live Free Now podcast. Bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. And today, we are recording and broadcasting live from Spavanaugh, Oklahoma, Northeast Oklahoma, at the Mid-Continental Liberty Festival, which you can see taking place behind me. So I'm doing a walk and talk for the podcast audience, if you can't see. And today, I want to talk about why these spontaneous liberty festivals, which I'll get into a little bit more, why these spontaneous liberty festivals and why the growth of the Freedom Cell Network has me feeling very optimistic about the future prospects for liberty. And I wanna encourage people to focus on the beauty and the victory and the freedom all around us and not to get overwhelmed with all of the scary tyranny and technocracy and all that stuff and I'm a strong believer in uh, the law of attraction I guess is one way to put it but the idea that what you focus on creates your reality so if you focus on freedom and beauty and wonder and harmonious relationships between human beings then that'll be your reality and if you focus on tyranny and new world order stuff and always buried in the computer researching the latest conspiracy theory and plot to take people's freedom then that's what your reality is going to be it's going to be a scary one now this doesn't deny the existence of these harmful elites and terrible things that are taking place um so in order to deal with that in order to live in freedom but not be naive about the terrible things that are taking place in the world that's why we have the Freedom Cell Network. And I want to talk a little bit about what, what that's all about as well and how it's growing. So uh, subscribe to the podcast at LibfreeNow.show if you haven't. We're not broadcasting live on the Conscious Resistance Network today because the YouTube channel got a second ding in just a, a couple months. And we're banned from posting videos for two weeks. The first ding was a video of, uh, out of India with some guys that published content on the, on the network. It was an anti-mask video that got us a a ding, term of service, community standards violation. And then the second one was a Kratom video I did about two or three months ago, maybe three or four months ago. That got banned. So we're not broadcasting on that network. And the point I was trying to make is be sure you subscribe to the podcast at libfreenow.show because there's a chance you won't be able to hear us on Facebook or YouTube someday as the censorship continues to crack down. But nonetheless, in light of all that taking place, I still feel super good about freedom and liberty. And one of the things that has me feeling really good and optimistic is the the spontaneous liberty festivals that have been taking place all across the country for the past several years. Now, there's been liberty conferences that cater to libertarians, voluntarists and stuff, and, and these take place oftentimes at hotels or like Anarchapulco and Acapulcos at a nice, fancy resort. Very beautiful. Not sure they're doing that event this year. But with the phenomenon I want to talk about is this spontaneous Liberty Festival. I think it was probably innovated. Now, I should say there's other iterations like the Rainbow Gathering, which is also a spontaneous Liberty Festival, just a different type of liberty. Not this libertarian vein that we're talking about, this aggress vein. But I think for the Liberty Movement, it must have been Alma Summer who innovated this spontaneous Liberty Festival with Jackalope, Jackalope Freedom Festival, which take place takes place in the National Forest of Arizona. And uh, maybe it's in the fifth or sixth year and it's always growing. And essentially what it is, is there's one non-organizer organizer and they always like don't want to be identified as an organizer. And they're like, no, don't thank me and no I'm not the organizer. Well today was this this festival, Mid Continental Liberty Festival, is a guy named Mike. He goes by Hiyo Silver on Telegram. And he basically just built a website, Mid-Continental Liberty Fest. Here's the date, October 10th and 11th, Spavina, Oklahoma. Copperhead Rally Grounds, Grounds, which is where we are. It's a place that was created to house big biker rallies. They had 2,800 people packed in this awesome property here. So beautiful here in Oklahoma. Well, he built a website and was like, hey, October 10th and 11th, come camp with us. Agorist vending, talks totally spontaneous and uh, about 35 40 people maybe more showed up over the weekend some people still here some people trailing out slowly some people stay longer and it's a very beautiful thing it's simple there's also the midwest liberty fest there's one that's going to be starting in the pacific northwest shout out miguel and the crew up there and really it's an experiment, a living example of anarchy in action. So everyone's like, well, will anarchy work? How do we know anarchy can even exist? Where has it existed before? And at least in a temporary moment, sometimes lasting a week, two weeks, a bunch of anarchists come together and they peacefully coexist in harmony with one another. And it's a very beautiful thing. There's often talk about what if we can just make this be our reality forever and just live like this. Maybe we should never leave. Right. That's always been a conversation that happens. There's a lot of people that are interested in creating intentional communities, eco villages, chipping in on property together and creating their own little version of society. And I'm really interested in that as well. And that's a lot of overlap with what these experiments are going on here. But it was a great event. Everyone was peaceful, sweet, kind to one another. It's great to meet people in person. It's great that no one's wearing a mask and everyone's shaking hands and hugging. It's something that I've talked about in other videos and podcasts where there seems to be an increasing divide as in as though there are two different realities that people experience. Jack Spierko was recently talking about this author that said, you know, there's 6,500 billion people in the world. Well, there's 6,500. They're sorry. There's 6.5 billion worlds. There's 65, 6.5 billion realities that people experience, right? We all have our own individual perceptions of how we experience the world, how we experience other human beings. And so there's a big, but there's a lot of people that group in and there's people that are living their lives, not in fear, have faith in their immune system, are aware that there have been conspiracies to leverage fear and world events that either happen or they're contrived in order to further an agenda of totalitarian technocratic control. There's people that are aware of that, so they see the pattern. First, a lot of people are like, I'm not sure what to think about this pandemic. But then a lot of people started to see, oh, we've seen this before. We've literally seen it before in Event 201. We've seen it before in the Rockefeller Lockstep document from 10 years ago. We've also seen it before with 9/11, when fear was utilized as a motivation in order to dramatically reduce rights. Well, we see the same thing taking place right now. So there's a group of people like that that I'm hanging out with, that I'd like to hang out with, that I prefer to hang out with. Then there's a group of people that really focus a lot of time and energy on watching mainstream media and trusting the experts. And they're living in total fear and isolation. And it was interesting. I might do a whole video about this later, that when the drive up here in Austin, I have been wearing my mask as little as possible now. I'm frankly just done with it and fed up with it. And we found some places that honor people not wearing masks, which is beautiful in central Texas. But as soon as we leave the big city, we're going through Waco. We stop in at Check Stop uh, up north, north of Waco, great little spot. Uh, there's a few people not wearing masks, but the mask mandate wasn't enforced or pushed. And then the further you get away from the big city, especially driving through Oklahoma, they don't even have the signs on the front of the gas station doors that are like mandatory mask, must wear a mask per order of the governor. Uh, there's a lot fewer people wearing masks, although it's still a majority of the people that are choosing to wear a mask, even if it's not forced upon you in one of these small Oklahoma towns. Um, but that's been the experience here. Everyone is aware of what's going on, scam, scandemic. And uh, it's good to be mixing it up and hugging with people. So the fact that these events are taking place and the sheer volume of people participating in these events. So this event turned out around 30 to 40 people, which is a good crowd for a first time event, Um, every event. Another example is Pork Fest, right? So Pork Fest has the more top-down organized type of festival. This is the New Hampshire Porcupine Freedom Festival that takes place. Every year and has for maybe 12 years now, roughly. I've been to about five of them myself, but haven't been in a couple years. Need to go check it out. That is more of an organized by the Free State Project nonprofit corporation. But before and after now, they have Pirate Fest and Fork Fest, which is more of the natural, spontaneous one. But the point I want to make is Porcupine Freedom Festival started off as 20, 30 people, just folks from New Hampshire. But over the decade, it grew to 1,200, 1,300, I don't know if there's been events that are greater than that size, but I went to one that had a huge group of people. So there's a lot of us out there. There's a lot of free thinking individuals who question government narratives. There's a lot of people who are ready and willing to live their lives in a way that is consistent with their inherent sovereignty as free, beautiful human beings. And that has me feeling great. I heard Jackalope was absolutely huge this year, even though it was taking place in the middle of a pandemic. I saw the picture from the Midwest one or one of these other ones. There must've been like 60 people all in close proximity, no social distancing, loving life, living life, living free. So the numbers are out there. There's a lot of us and it's very beautiful and there's no violence, there's no, there's no terrible things, there's no coercion, no top down control and spontaneous order exists. It's a very beautiful thing. Let me channel my inner Jeffrey Tucker. The spontaneity of, of these Liberty Festivals is a very beautiful thing. It reminds me of the water running down a waterfall creek and just perfectly dribbling in a in a perfectly way with no central order or planning whatsoever. That's my Jeffrey Tucker. Uh, impression let me go to some comments real quick because we like to do these live you can find it on the podcast but we do it live so there can be some audience participation and then i'm going to talk about the freedom cell network and i'm going to try not to go too long because my girlfriend's going to be doing a talk on intentional communities here in a sec but we did a presentation on freedom cells a little summit with lisa bowman who's in oklahoma and has a big freedom cell group in tulsa and then there's a group in arkansas we'll get into it but let me go to some of your comments real quick Abby says to John, kudos to anybody, what was the Kratom video about? The Kratom video was titled something like, why Kratom, how Kratom helps so many people and why the government wants to ban it or something like that. And it was just a basic Kratom video. I answered a bunch of questions, talked about, overcame some objections about addiction and talked about how the government wants to get rid of it and... I don't know if there's a human being that's watching the conscious resistance network primarily because bros is really hammering out some good stuff. And we're like encouraging people not to follow the World Health Organization guidelines, essentially, I guess. Um, Hopefully that's not transcripted right there. We live in a crazy world where the communication that you put out on your phone or through Messenger or on a Facebook or YouTube transmission, the audio is... Transco- I don't know transcode transcoded is the right word. The audio is transcribed with computers from speech to text. And then that information is then ran through complex algorithms and computer systems with the NSA, Department of Homeland Security, deeper level stuff we're not even aware of. And then keywords are sought out. And so if you say certain things on YouTube, for example, maybe Alex Jones is probably one of those terms. Then it's flagged. Maybe it goes through a deeper level analysis with more computer processing that goes and checks your history of videos and stuff that you've said. Or maybe it goes through, um, maybe it goes to a human actor that then checks it, right? You'd have to go to multiple levels, but that's the world we're living in. And I've been aware of the Total Information Awareness Project. If people haven't heard of that, TIA, Total Information Awareness. Uh, it was part of DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, which is the Department of Defense Advanced Technological Innovation Department. They are the ones that came up with the technology to do speech to text recognition on a mass scale. And then we see, of course, with the leaks from uh, not Bradley Manning, from. Uh, not fucking Bradley Manning, what's his name, a- a- Edward Snowden, we see the leaks of the NSA from Edward Snowden and come to find out prison and all their programs and stuff, PRISM. And so they're utilizing this technology, putting it through complex algorithms. There was this group called Incutel, and there was CIA talk of having uh, this mass computer program that has an identity, a social identity for every single individual in the United States of America. And that's what Facebook is essentially, right? Fedbook. And so I just got off on a tangent there, but the point is the video was taken down. I mentioned Kratom. Kratom was mentioned in the title. We're going to need to get more strategic with the Conscious Resistance Network channel uh, so it doesn't get erased altogether because there's a lot of good content on there, which is another reason why people should go to BitChute and go to uh library as well. All right. J- Jet Petty says, good vibes. Good vibes to you, too. Thank you so much. Hold Holding on to control. We are going into a whole new paradigm. Yeah, we are. And I'm ready for it. Let's do it. Can you source kratom seeds? Uh, I probably could, yeah. Old German now might be able to help you out. All right, definitely I have subtitles on the video on Facebook. Well, I appreciate that aspect of Facebook, getting the word out, but that's definitely what's going on there. All right, let's get back into it. So we are here at the Liberty Fest and we're feeling optimistic because everyone's all free and we're coalescing and doing community with our fellow humans. But also I did a Freedom Cell presentation. And coming here to uh, Oklahoma, I got to meet uh, Lisa Bowman, who I hadn't met before. She's super duper active in the Freedom Cell network. They have built a Freedom Cell group in Tulsa. There's another subgroup as well. Then uh, the guy, Mike, he's starting a Freedom Cell in Lake Ucha. Then I met some folks from Arkansas that have a Freedom Cell and Southeast Missouri that have a Freedom Cell. And so it's really inspiring to see this idea that was just hatched about five years ago totally come into fruition and benefiting many people's lives. Lisa, for example, they recently did a, like a perma blitz where they came and dug out a garden and put a garden in her backyard, which was super cool. And the, and she was saying, if I were to do that myself, it would have taken several days worth of work, but we knocked it out in a few hours with several people. And then we cooked dinner and had community. So a lot of people don't have this network. And what we're trying to provide with the freedom cell network, is a means of finding the others and locating people that you can build community with, you can rely on, you can support one another uh, through reciprocity. And so it's super inspiring to see that. And another thing that we were talking about, which I think is a good talk on strategy, for many years now, I've concerned myself with how to get from here to there. Uh, I'm hip to the philosophy of liberty. I know that it's the best way to live. So I and I did a lot of political activism and had some pretty big victories, but in reality they weren't victories because they didn't create more freedom. Rather, they slowed the growth of government tyranny. Right, so we didn't take steps forward by stopping police from being trained to do blood withdrawals, or requiring more stringent uh, rules for the Austin Fusion Center, for example we didn't create more freedom. We didn't take steps forward. We just took, instead of taking five steps back, we took four steps back, right? So I wasn't satisfied with that. I've been exploring ways to create freedom, to genuinely create freedom. How do we get from here to there? Oh, Dallas Ray says, won't all that end up like Waco? All right, we can address that. All right, let's get into that right now. So I had this um, moment of inspiration and clarity Having a conversation with the guys and I'm sitting there meeting the Freedom Cell guys from Arkansas and Tulsa and Southeast Missouri and Lake Ucha. And I was like, well, that's cool. It's not like you guys have one state. It's more like you have a region with Southeast Missouri and Arkansas and East Oklahoma. And I was still trying to take it out of the state paradigm like it's a state border, geography for the freedom cell, but I still mentioned the state names. And they were like, no, we prefer not to call it by the state. We don't want to have anything to do with those institutions, right? And so somebody came up with the concept of uh, the freedom cell rather than being like the Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma freedom cell, the uh, Ozarkia freedom cell, the Ozarkia freedom cell based on the Ozark mountains, right? Now that doesn't extend as far as it could um, in order to, in order to encompass a big geographic area, but eventually as the network grows, there'll be just the Ozarks and then a separate one. It could be the Mid-Continental Freedom Cell Network, but that got me thinking. Like, yes, decouple from even the state names and the state institutions because, as anarchists and voluntarists, we definitely believe them to be arbitrary paradigms, right? Uh, arbitrary construct, reification. Which is that which is abstract, trying to be made real, right? The borders aren't real. The state isn't real. It's a concept, it's a metaphysical concept, it's an abstract concept that we have in our minds. And so we need to distance ourselves from that as much as possible. The way that we're thinking, we did an episode on social conditioning on Unloose the Goose last week. Definitely really potent stuff. It got really spiritual and metaphysical and heavy. Uh, you should check it out at unloosethegoose.com. But I shared the concept of reification. Again, it's that making that which is abstract real. And one of the big examples of that is whenever people say, well, we were involved in the Middle East or, well, we sure bombed Fallujah or, well, we did so many atrocious acts in Fallujah to those Iraqi citizens and civilians. And, the, and I, I always challenge people. I got this from Ian Freeman. He's super consistent with this. What do you mean We? were you participating? I wasn't aware that you were in the military. Did you fire those shots? Were you there committing atrocities against US citizens? It's this concept, this collectivization of the concept of the state and government. And so it gets you to buy in and feel connected to the atrocities. When in reality, we didn't participate in the war. Uh, It was the military industrial complex, bad actors. That's even a reified concept, military or industrial complex, you want to specify CEOs and companies, company and corporation is too, but individual actors or the individual military person that pulled the trigger against innocent civilian. That's the we, not us just participating. Mm-hmm. But the point is, we need to mentally distance ourselves from the statist idea so we can more effectively realize our dream of living in a holy free society and this was what i was thinking about having bio regions or for for example in austin we have the central texas freedom cell so maybe we should call that the hill country freedom cell right that's another name for the area in austin extending west the hill country freedom cell so just something to think about uh in our terminology and our use in the freedom cell network as well but it also got me thinking that many freedom movements in the past and even like communist movements and leftist uprisings, right? Their means, their strategy is to overtake the state, to either overthrow the existing rulers, to vote them out, to destroy the existing rulers and then create their own state. And that strategy creates a lot of defensive reaction, right? Oftentimes it's the revolutionaries that are the reactionaries, but the, the government wants to crack down and smash on that. And it's a strategy that's full of fail, of course, because as Lord Acton said, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And just like we have in the American experience when the revolutionaries, many of them, the original revolutionaries I want to point out there's two distinct groups those that fought the revolution signed the declaration of independence and those that created the united states constitution are two different groups and cultures and types of people the former were more radical sam adams right the thomas jeffersons and the latter were more like bankers industrialists merchant class lawyers and they created a central government that has turned into the biggest empire the world has ever known Um, Two distinct people. But the point is, there were noble noble goals for some of them. Some of them just wanted to secure their own position of power and privilege. But the revolutionaries overthrew the British crown to have more closer government, something closer to self-governance. And then they simply created a central government through the U.S. Constitution, unconstitutionally, which was against the rules that were laid out in the Articles of Confederation, the previous constitution of the land. And they became tyrants themselves, the tyrants that we see today, uh, all these people that are carrying on the torch of tyranny. And so you don't want to take over the institution of government because it's like the ring from Lord of the Rings. And a lot of those movements, they have to be violent. It's military versus the militia, whatever it becomes. And a lot of people die. And the government wants to in turn crush that resistance movement. Now, what I was thinking on is to shift our perspective. And I'm going to go, I'm going to riff on this guy's comment about the Waco. What if we get Waco? Won't we all end up like Waco? So I would like for us to shift the thinking, shift the perspective to how can we as free human beings, libertarians, anarchists, agorists, voluntarists, peacefully coexist with the statists? Because I don't think anytime soon the state's going anywhere. I'd love to believe that the state's going to crumble in on itself and not be replaced by something else. or I don't think so. I think we could see some balkanization in the United States. I don't know about after the election, the Democrat states that are in, the, in debt and in the shithole, they're probably going to want bailouts from the federal government. So I don't think those states will bail out. If Biden gets elected, I don't know which Republican states have the cojones to opt out at this point. But As as this continues and if the chaos and uncertainty continues in governance and the factionalization with left and right continue, we could see some balkanization. But the state's still going to be there. And if you're not governed by the United States of America Incorporated anymore, you'll still be governed by the state of Texas, for example. So I don't think the states are going anywhere anytime soon. So we need to figure out a way that we can peacefully coexist. Right. And so here's how the freedom cell things work. And yes, I recognize to answer this guy's question about the Waco. Is not participating in a freedom cell network that uses provocative terminology like opting out and defending from public and private criminals, private and public criminals. They come and try to take your house away, for example. Is not involving ourselves in a network like that bringing on risk in itself? It's like a paradox. I want to join this network in order to have more security and to have some defense and support if the government tries to get me. But in joining the network, I could, in fact, increase the chances of that happening. Well, to that I respond, and this is going with the guy's Waco comment. People are getting killed by the government, whether they're part of some radical freedom cell network or not, whether they're part of some militia movement or not. I want to point out Sandra Bland, right? Especially those that have darker color skin and that live in poor neighborhoods. They're getting killed often, more often. Sandra Bland, this woman that got pulled over by the Texas Department of Public Safety, and she gave them a little bit of lip and was asserting her rights in the slightest bit. They took her to jail. She ended up dead a couple days later. The point is, whether you join a freedom cell network or not, whether you take a bold stand, then you still could get screwed with with the government. Not to mention, are you just going to passively subsidize and fund your own oppression and foreign wars of aggression and fund the police state and the technocracy that hopes to take your freedom away ultimately and dramatically reduce a large portion of the population eventually? This came up. In our Freedom Cell Summit we did yesterday, and someone said, you know, I've checked out the website years ago and I want to join, but my concern is I have children. I'm interested in what you talk about with the homeschool Freedom Cell, where we could have parents that come together and support one another and help the kids get out of public school by sharing the duties of, of homeschooling. But I worry that there could be other people in the network, like militia members could join and people could start talking like that. Well, first, the beauty of the Freedom Cell Network is it's very resilient. It's anti-fragile. There's mechanisms in place whereby if bad actors get involved, whether they're genuinely bad actors, whether they're like angry people that start talking about violent overthrow, uh, or whether it's an FBI infiltrator or some sort of government provocateur, if they get involved, the beauty of the network freedom cell network i keep talking about freedom cell networks so let me tell you what it is in case you're first you're just now joining us freedom cell network is decentralized groups of individuals working together for mutual benefit mutual aid mutual defense achieving common goals it centers around the inner cadre group which is approximately 8 people 8 people is the optimal number for creativity They work together, they set goals, they do food storage, they do bug out plans, they grow gardens in each other's backyards. They then link up with seven other groups of eight to create what we call a middle cadre, approximately 64 people. These people are spread out across a city or a small little regional area. They support one another, maybe meet once a month do grills, cookouts, get each other's back, help bail each other out if there's some financial problems, if there's legal troubles, they have a lawyer in the group, so on and so forth. And then you link up with other middle cadres to form a meta-cadre, which could perhaps spread across a state or a region, a bioregion. That's what freedom cells are all about. And so the, the nature of the network, the structure of the network has these little groups. And so let's say you have five groups of eight. Look at my hands right here. We have five groups of eight. Each one of these fingers represents a group of eight. And let's say one of the people in this pinky group is like a total asshole. He always gets drunk at the events and meetings, and and he's been starting to talk about using violence to go march on the Capitol and try to do harm to people. So here's what you do. This group of four, these four groups, they then send a representative or someone over to talk to... The other seven people in this group and say, look, old Hank over there has really crossed the line. We were willing to look past the drinking and the loud mouthing at the events because we're here to help one another. You know, we all have trauma. We all nobody's perfect. But now he's talking about violence, which is a big no, no, because we are all adhere to the non-aggression principle. Yes, we'll defend ourselves. but We're not going to go initiate go march on the government. That's not a good strategy. That's not good. Unethical. We're not about it. So here's what we're going to do. Either you distance him boot him out of your group of seven or we are going to separate from your group so it's like this either this group gets their house in order and the seven get rid of that one guy or these four groups get rid of this guy that whole group there's a built-in check and balance pretty cool right we're yet to see it work out although some groups have had to boot some people before so i should probably talk to them so we can the network grows and learns from itself like cells each individual cell the health of the cell benefits the whole of the body And so when there's a healthy cell that has good information on how to overcome a virus, a person or whatever, it can send out information and share that information with the rest of the network to benefit the whole group. So this is what we're working with, some really innovative social organizations. But the point is, to answer this guy's question, won't we all get Waco'd? The idea is you have a lot of people, you have a presence in society, you're not hiding out, you're not the awkward, weird cult group that can be labeled. You're going out into society. You're intermingled. You have business relationships with existing society. You volunteer when there's an emergency disaster. You set up your own food banks to help those in need. You are pillars of society, financially, business-wise, community organizations, volunteer efforts, and you're all peaceful people. And you make that known to the community as a whole. Ultimately, the way that I see this taking place to get back on strategy and why I'm feeling optimistic about the Freedom Cell network is because there's so many damn people. I saw this after the Ron Paul campaign, 2008, how many people voted for him. And then in 2012, a bunch of people voted for him. And now we see this growth of this voluntarist movement with all these people, thousands of people showing up to these conferences that are all like, yeah, we're anarchists. But the thing is 95% of them still have a nine to five, still pay income tax, myself included still are driving with plates, still don't genuinely own their property because they pay property tax, right? Still are involved in all these sorts of state institutions. Now there are some radicals and some true agorists, I've met a few today that are like hardcore consistent. It's difficult to live that way. It's difficult to scale that way. It's difficult to do that. Oftentimes you isolate yourself or you can't live out your dreams or you can't get credit, for example. And so I would like to see this whole huge group of people get organized, work together, grow our numbers. The Freedom Cell Network has grown to over 4,300 people. I just did an awesome interview with Tom Woods, huge honor to be on with him again. That's going to help grow the Freedom Cell Network and expose this practical strategy to a whole lot of people. And so what I foresee is as we grow in numbers and as more people start thinking, hey, I think that we're ready to opt out. So imagine we have 25,000 people in a state political jurisdiction or 100,000 people across the country or 200,000 people across the country, which isn't, you know, we're going to have 10,000 sooner than later. There's no way, no reason we can't 10x that over the course of 2021 as the idea catches on and has a network effect. The more people that are participating, the more people that are going to tell others about it. So what I foresee happening is that we have uh, ambassadors of sorts, delegates that go out and literally meet and start a conversation with the government. And the conversation is like, hey, we have about 25,000 people that have slowly, meticulously been decoupling themselves from the state institution. Many of them are off grid. They don't tap into the power grid. Many of them don't use, you know, it could even be all of them. Maybe not the whole group. Not everyone in this Freedom Cell Network wants to do this radical opt out and mass thing. So it's like we got 17,000 people none of them draw any benefits from the government in any way. The older folk in the network are willing to forego social security or they paid into the system and we need to have a conversation about how they're going to get a lump sum payout or whatever. Maybe that could be one of the negotiating tactics that you just let go of. And so somebody goes to the table with the government. It's like, we are going to be opting out and no longer participating in the property tax, the income tax, this, that, and the other, all these regs. Now we understand that we still Use and wear down the roads. Okay, so that's something that we need to negotiate what that's going to look like. We can still pay the property tax, so on and so forth. We're also going to need to discuss how what it looks like when one of our group causes harm on one of the state group that's still part of the state court system, so on and so forth. Maybe that's when the person is brought into when there's actually harm of an individual. Now they actually have a claim, they're brought into that court. And so that's what I foresee happening. Remember, our numbers are huge by now. We have a presence in the community. There's more and more of us that are not having driver's license, driver's licenses, or when they get pulled over like David Rodriguez, shout out David Rodriguez over in California. He doesn't have plates. He doesn't have driver's license. They do these They do these pre-hug meetups. They open the the beach. They're like, we're just opening the beach. The governor shut it down. We're, the beach is open now. They're doing like live music concerts when there's supposed to be all this quarantine stuff. Well, the cops show up or he gets pulled over and they're like, we know who you are. So imagine there's been so many of us, we've been opting out slowly and steadily, the people, the cops, the government, the county sheriff, the city council, the state legislator, maybe we even have some guys elected in the state legislature like they do in New Hampshire and we got some pretty solid libertarian type dudes in the state legislature in Texas and it's like, they already know that there's a fucking movement of people that are opting out and they're all peaceful and they're not like, marching with arms on the Capitol. Or any, that's not their strategy. That's not their thing. They just want to be left alone. They don't want to take down the government. They don't want to take the ruler out. They don't want to do any of that. They just want to be peaceful people that coexist with one another and build things and create things and do no harm. And so that's how I think we can hopefully overcome the Waco thing. At the end of the day, I don't know. Life is not without risk. I'll finish it on this. Uh, real quick, Julie says... What other platforms are the Freedom Cell network using only? Freedom C- Facebook only? No, the beauty is freedomcells.org is its own platform. It's like an alternative social network. We're going to be upgrading the platform. There's been a lot of issues. It's totally run by grass- grassroots volunteers, but we're going to shell out a few hundred bucks and upgrade to a newer platform. But you can go to freedomcells.org and be completely out of the Facebook, YouTube paradigm. Also, a lot of groups talk and meet on uh, Telegram. So whenever you sign up on the Freedom Cells website, there's a there's a little stingy worm on me. Whenever you sign up on the Freedom Cells website, there's now a page that'll allow you to link up with the existing Telegram groups. One of them is a global group with over 340 people you can join and, and learn about the network there. But uh, let me end on this. So after the woman brought up the concern about being in the freedom cell network, because what if militia groups get involved and it goes this other route and she has kids and that's not what she wants. Uh, The guy, Mike, who organized this super duper wise, when we first got here, he showed me, uh, I think it's Nebula, I forget the name of the galaxy, but he showed me this galaxy that's visible, super cool. Never seen another galaxy before. And he was like, you know what? Part of freedom and asserting your freedom is about risk and being uncomfortable. And he was exactly right. And it got me thinking too, like with spiritual growth and personal growth, the the growth comes when you're uncomfortable at the edges of your comfort. If you had some trauma in your past life or in your life, not in your previous life, uh, and you start to face that trauma through meditation or something, and then you're like remembering and replaying the trauma so you can process it and heal from it. A lot of people like back out then. Or a lot of people numb themselves with drugs, hard drugs or alcohol when they start to feel that pain. But you got to face the pain. you got to become comfortable with the uncomfortable. That's where there's growth. And so I'll leave it at this. So, too, can we have growth and liberty and freedom when we all start taking a little more risks and becoming a little more uncomfortable. Because simply going to the ballot box, voting, supporting Jojo Jorgensen or whatever, that's some no risk, low risk activities that's not going to change a damn thing. If we genuinely want freedom in our lifetime or if we want freedom for our children so they don't have to grow up in the statist hellhole panopticon technocracy, then we're going to need to opt out. We're going to need to shift the balance away from convenience and more towards liberty. I know myself, I'm guilty of choosing convenience over liberty. I have a license plate and driver's license because I have two kids and I don't want to get pulled over. But that's where the Freedom Cell Network comes into play. And that's where these Liberty Fests have me feeling super optimistic because we do have the numbers out there. We just need to organize. So, again, there's been Liberty Fest, spontaneous Liberty Fest taking place all across the country. Pacific Northwest has one coming up. Jackalope Freedom Festivals every year. There's hundreds and hundreds of people. Pork Fest, Fork Fest, Mid-Continental Liberty Fest. We have the numbers and now we have a vehicle that we can ride in, the Freedom Cell Network that has this great resilient structure that is anti-fragile, that is very difficult to corrupt, that can grow in numbers and grow horizontally through autopoiesis self-replication without becoming hierarchical or top-down control, tyrannical and so come on guys let's get out from behind the computer let's quit focusing on the tyranny and the evil in the world and let's start growing the network and community necessary in order for us to find liberty in our lifetime This is John Bush signing out. If you like what you hear, please subscribe at livefreenow.show. Peace and freedom. I'm out.